0: You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. you Private, Private nation. nation, Purple and Gold Family, family. stand to stand your feet. feet, put your crossbones up, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on, yeah, yeah. The it. On. You're watching, watching the, the, the Pirate football, football Playback event. on the Sports Objective. Yeah. Yeah. Join us right every Sunday night, night on our YouTube yeah. channel yeah. and Facebook,
1: Facebook Live, live as we, we talk East, East, East Carolina, Carolina football. football. Now, now, here, here are the guys.
2: the guys. Welcome in to the Pirate Football Playback right here on the Sports Objective as it was brought to you by and presented by l k custom homes and uh, give kevin walker a call and we'll give that number for you in just a second but uh, welcome in let me do that first three three six six 36-688-8461. thank you kevin walker appreciate you kk for your support continuous support of the program going all the way back the last few years with us and uh, sponsoring the show the last two years and uh, want to bring in bubba rosenbaum china grove you know bubba Uh, You and I were talking in the green room before the show. You and I were going to be talking tonight about the tragedy of the plane crash. But now, before we get to that with Marshall, we had another tragedy that happened late last night. We're late in the evening, Sunday evening, around 10.15 in Charlottesville.
1: Yeah, so senseless. A former former player there at the University of Virginia. I believe he last played in 2018.
2: Correct. One season.
1: uh, Murdered. Three of his uh, former teammates, I guess, uh, or at least at least some of them, I, I haven't honestly haven't had a, had the time to read uh, a lot of the articles and information that's been put out. But I know three current players, and then there was another one that was in critical condition in the hospital, and then another one that was in good condition in the hospital. So uh, hopefully, that one that's in critical critical condition will be able to pull through. And uh, you know, be able to move on from this and, and live, a, live a normal life. And uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to those three who uh, lost their lives as a result of this senseless act of violence.- Absolutely I've been thinking about Virginia
2: Tech and what happened to them in April of 2007. and Bubba, you and I were, I believe you were there at the, that game um, in Blacksburg. When we gave East Carolina dead Terry Holland and company gave a hundred thousand dollars and the uh, student section, I believe they said, thank you pirates. Um, and just to think about this, I mean, this is just unbelievable. You think about like One of the guys, a linebacker, um, his name escapes me. I'll look it up here in a second, but he played on Saturday, Bubba. He just played on Saturday and you think about you and I have a boy and a girl. Um, it'll be about a decade from now and they're going to be going to college like do I do I have them where they just take online classes here at home? I mean, we want them to have the, you had a college experience, your wife, Stacy, I've had a, a college experience, and so you want them to be able to go home and have uh, go away from home and have some independence, but at the same time, am I doing my job as a dad to allow them to go to a town? You know, it'll be most likely Greenville, right up the road. Um, we know that anything can happen, and it could probably even happen here at our houses, but just very sad situation in Charlottesville. And we hope that uh, somehow they can get through with this and uh, move on. As we bring in Kyle Barber, Kyle talking about the tragedy in Charlottesville and uh, we're, we're thinking about them. It's just a terrible situation.
0: Yeah. I don't know what went through that kid said. I'd love to know why he did that. Um, there's no good reason why, but you still would like to know why um, to kill three young men, uh, injure two others um uh, you, you, just in general you have to wonder what's wrong with people these days that do those kinds of crimes and obviously this wasn't a random mass shooting this was targeted um i don't know you hate to speculate as to reasons why you you some of them are pretty obvious you know with him being a former player and those being five current players but uh very sad i couldn't believe it when i read the news this morning and Guys, has there been any, I don't know, in a secondary, does Virginia play this weekend? And Has there been any talks of if
2: they're playing the game or or what? I haven't heard. I can look up and tell you who they're playing in
1: this second. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to do that as well. I, I do know that they were scheduled to play a basketball game tonight in that game. Uh, it was at least postponed and it's to be determined as to whether it will be made up or not. And the basketball team's next game is either on Friday or Saturday. Yeah,
2: they have uh, – guys, they, they have a home game against Coastal at 3.30 is what it's showing that's, me. That's
0: very interesting. That's right. They do play Coastal non-conference. Um, yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to see if that game gets played. I, I don't know. There's a lot of money in football. Obviously, um, you, you can't make that game up. Uh, Coastal is playing yeah. on championship weekend. So, um, it's a tough situation. Yeah, I would imagine they'll play it, though they might not, since it's a non-conference game. that could potentially back out. But I would expect the game to be played. Uh, I would expect you'll you'll see an announcement on that by tomorrow.
2: Yeah, and you can argue it both ways. You could argue that you can do some a tremendous thing, you know, to honor those those three guys, and it may be there's a one in critical condition, so it could be a fourth one. Um, who passes away, God forbid I hope that doesn't happen, but there's one in good condition and one in critical condition. Even tonight, I double checked, to still uh, there's no change in the status from this afternoon. So I have my news helm <laughs> hat on, it's just an unbelievable situation. Um, I can't believe it's, uh, you know, for somebody that likes to talk, it's so- something that I'm without words. And, um, we just pray for uh, this country, we pray for. Uh, obviously, this particular case, you pray for the victims, their families, um, the people that were on that bus. Uh, they have to live with a tragedy too. Um, no, did
0: he enter the bus, or, he, or did he shoot the young man coming off the bus?
2: That's what uh, I think. My um, they say that the bus um, had bullet holes in it, and they took the bus, of course, oh. and impounded it for evidence. So I'm wondering the back of the bus. I'm wondering if. Um, if he shot, you know, like he was outside a shot. Well, the even, time, even
0: inside the, the bullets, would, it, it would would, would spray. And, and I don't know what he shot with. I don't know if that's been reported, but.
2: I haven't heard yet.
0: The, the bullets would go through either way, whether you're shooting from inside out or outside in bullets can penetrate metal and go through.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely wasn't bulletproof and. Uh, just, uh, there's no words to describe. Like I've been thinking about that all day. Like we knew we, we obviously I knew we'd do the show tonight and, um, Kyle, right before we went on, we were talking about how we knew we'd be talking about this day is very special. Um, not in a not so good way for the pirates as far as playing Marshall and the plane crash. And then this was technically last night at ten fifteen um, when this took place, but it's still, we found out about the story early this morning on the 14th. So um, I never would imagine in all my years that we would have another tragedy to talk about on November. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally different kind of strategy. I mean, obviously a loss of life is a loss of life. One of yeah. them was an accident. Right. It may or may not have been preventable. Uh, this one right here is just a senseless act of violence. that it, It's unforgivable. And I hope the young man is punished to the fullest extent of the law. I don't know if Virginia has the death penalty. If it does, he's, been, he's been
2: charged. Well, he won't get the death penalty. He's been charged with um, three counts of second degree murder. So uh,
0: the charges can be changed. Um, charges can be changed, and I don't see how second degree murder. This is clearly premeditated. So um, I, uh,
2: I agree with I, you. I'm uh, just telling uh, you what. Yeah, it's nonsense. He had. I mean, there's no way. It's not like he didn't know. It. It's for, it's a former player. He didn't. I don't think he played a down, guys. In twenty eighteen, I be, I want to say he was a running back. But anyway, that's right. He um, he shot three players. One who played on Saturday. Shot five, linebacker. killed three. Right. Shot five, killed three. Um, but you know, I was even thinking about. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't know. I, I need to go look at Virginia's laws to see what what inclu- what include what. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but also I'll simplify What makes a second-degree charge versus a first-degree charge? Um, I need to go look those laws up for Virginia Um, uh, because it does vary from state to state. But, man, this seems like first-degree murder.
2: Okay, and Bubba has a picture I know to put up with the young men, so we'll do that in honor. Just uh, Oh, man.
1: Yeah, from left to right, uh, Deshaun Perry. Lavelle Davis Jr. and Devin Chandler. Uh, John Perry the- played on Saturday.
2: He's the linebacker. Yeah. He played on Saturday so that they were interviewing a student. Like they were just at the game, see him play on Saturday. And um, they were interviewing player, uh, excuse me, um, students. And they were talking about how, you know, last night they were thinking about their homework and their academics and what they had coming up this week. And little did they know that this morning when they woke up, they were fearful for their lives And their other friends, you know, the people on campus, people they didn't know, they were worried if more students would be killed um, when they were under lockdown for, I believe it was 12 hours. So um, sad, sad day. Um, And also, guys, it just shows you, you know, how much we love football and we talk about, you know, sports and we hate to even have to talk about this. But I thought it was I mean, I think it's important that you have to. And, um, you know, we try really hard to stick to the X's and O's. But we have the Jimmies and Joes, and uh, we realize that's a, a reminder there that this is uh, something. Well, some things, some f- things
0: are w- way more important than football, and yeah. human life is uh, obviously way more important than football. And unfortunately, that young man, whether he was mentally ill, I uh, really don't care. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't think human life was more valuable.
2: Um, yeah, and the uh, so. he's apparently had a. Uh, trouble pass. I don't know if he's from Richmond, but the Richmond paper they had where they even honored him for overcoming whatever, I don't know if it was the neighborhood he lived or what, but I heard that this morning. But uh, certainly there's some demons there to do something like that. And, um, you know, the one thing that I tell everybody is that uh, people I know personally uh, work with, different ones, uh, if you need help, get help. uh, We're in an age where we've got to come to grips with mental health and I'm not going to get on my political soapbox, but mental health is always swept under the rug and, um, uh, the politicians always take the money away from mental health. And I'm hoping that they'll see that mental health is a really big deal in this country and to do something about it. Don't, it's not an easy thing to fix. Well, and
0: to me, Dave, it's not political. To me, mental health should not be a political issue. You said political soapbox. You. to me, it's not a right or left thing. Um, I, and it shouldn't be, um, If you need help, get help. If you know somebody who needs help and they are going to hurt someone or themselves, then it's your obligation to get them help. You go and you have you can have another adult committed to a psychiatric institution in most states if you have evidence that they are planning to hurt themselves or someone else. And it's your obligation to do that. And I'm not saying anybody knew he had these plans. But I'm telling you, take it serious, man. When you hear people saying repeatedly, I'm going to kill myself, for example, um, do something about it, you know, uh, go get them committed if you can. And certainly if you uh, if you hear someone talking about murder and people either go get them mental health or go to law enforcement, Um, do what you can do your part. And if you get ignored, at least you tried.
2: Um, You did the right thing, uh, warning the authorities that something was going to happen, and that's at the end of the day, that's all you can do.
0: Yeah, and you can, like I said, that there, there, you can also there's, there's, there's other things you can do too to have people committed. So, um, and I don't know if anybody had any evidence of this. I'm, I'm not suggesting that. Well, they actually, prior knowledge.
2: They had an issue. There's issue with concealed carry, and there was an issue where uh, apparently there's sketchy details of him telling someone or telling people he had a gun. So um, he
0: but, had illegal concealed carry
2: i don't know that's they didn't give detail i didn't they didn't go into depth of what that meant like about things in the past you know of his past but
0: i'm just curious what weapon he used because dave
1: right here i was reading the article it said it said his um, uva employee spoke with jones roommate uh, okay this, this was regarding a previous incident. it said on september 15th uva student affairs learned from a student that jones had talked about possessing a gun and the student the student never saw a gun, and no threat was made at the time. The student made the report as part of a hazing investigation, uh, said Brian Coy, spokesperson for UVA. UVA employees spoke with Jones' roommate, who had not seen the gun. And let's see, um, it said that UVA learned that Jones had been tried and convicted of a misdemeanor concealed weapons violation in 2021. He received 12 months suspended sentence. Okay, in, in small funds.
0: that means he concealed a weapon. He did not have a concealed carry permit. Right. He had a he had a handgun or some sort of gun, most likely a handgun, because uh, it's kind of hard to conceal a long rifle. Uh, he had a, a handgun concealed unlawfully, and so uh, you know, I have uh, I own three guns. Um, I have a three fifty seven magnum, a twelve gauge shotgun, and a twenty two rifle, and I think everyone should have the right to bear arms and I think if you're going to use guns for home protection or for hunting that's one thing but for a a young man who's a college student um, to be concealed carrying um, legally or illegally um, is questionable Um, and unfortunately in this case it was a prelude to violence to come and uh, I know it's sad and Sad for those, the family of those kids and all the UBA football players and all their friends. And uh, I don't know what more you say about it, man. It's
2: just, this it sucks. Yeah, especially when we do a show about sports where we're talking about the Pirates and we're talking about, and we always talk about other games like on the inside slant on Thursdays uh, about upcoming games. Sunny Simenza has the top games of the week that they talk about and break down. But um, but here we are talking about a tragedy, and but we want to respect uh, those in Charlottesville. Um, what a great college town. Uh, it's great. I've been there uh, back in 2005, 6, somewhere in 6, I believe it was. Uh, people very friendly up there. I enjoyed it. I uh, love that area up there. Um, no, I'm not a Virginia fan, uh, but I did like the, the campus. reminded me um, just of being a, a college town like Greenville, it's not, it doesn't look like Greenville, but uh, I love college towns around the country. I think they're fantastic. And uh, I feel right at home there. Of course my love is in Greenville. So i to make that very clear, but um, that was a, I went to a coaching clinic there and it was um, when Al Groh was the coach and um, went up there, it was a good time. And um, just sad that when you go to, you think about it, these kids are going to college now. They've had COVID, all this crazy stuff going on. It's just sad that they're they have that kind of college experience.
1: And Dave, uh, Richard Osbrook uh, always appreciate Richard chiming in on Facebook. And Richard said that he hopes the Pirates on Saturday afternoon, obviously the two o'clock game with Houston, um, he hopes that we're able to honor those Virginia players at some point in some way at Saturday's game yeah uh, I would I, I think that goes without saying it I think it's just a matter we'll see how um, go ahead Kyle.
0: I was gonna say yeah uh, I, I would imagine most schools will do that you if it's nothing but a simple a simple uh, five second moment of silence um, you know it's really easy to do
2: yeah and you know this the thing about it guys uh, the, the scary thing is, we could be talking about how three of our players were killed. You know, I mean, this could have happened. It could happen anywhere, and that's the thing that's scary: is that it happened for the folks in Virginia. But just because it happens there, does not mean it couldn't happen in Greenville. That's not what I want. Just like I didn't want this to happen today. Um, but I mean, how do you? That's the scary part. How do you protect your players? You know, if you're Mike Houston um think about all the times they're in their apartments they uh, they have they may be downtown there's all kinds of, i'm sorry uptown greenville um they go shopping they go somewhere who knows well it's just like anything
0: else um and you, you can't predict and you can't prevent uh you, you can try like i said with the mental health stuff but just from a personal level you always need to be aware of your surroundings you need to be aware of everybody around your surroundings have a plan. Look, I, I don't know if you guys do this. I'm the type of guy I have. I, I have often, you know, in, in large crowds, certain places thought of mass shooting situations and how I react and what I would do in those situations. And I always try to come up with a plan. And, you know, everybody has a plan until you get hit in the mouth, so to speak. But mm-hmm. um, I would suggest everybody do that. When you, when you, you know, be aware, come up with what you would do. Because um, that's the only way you have a chance and um, that's just in general, not speaking to this situation specifically, but I would advise everybody male and female to start having that mindset. I do. And uh, I, I think of exit strategies, ways to hide, the fastest way to get out of places. I can tell you at Dottie Ficklin Stadium where I sit, my plan would be to haul ass and run into the opposing locker room. That's my nearest point of exit or nearest point of safety. Um, cause I said on the North side ramp and I, God forbid, I'm not trying to talk that up. I don't think that will ever happen. We have great security coming into the games. It's just an example. Um, so I, I would suggest everybody else have that mindset as well.
2: No doubt about it. Let's also talk about, uh, November 14th, 1970, Bubba, uh, man, I knew we were going to talk about that. We are Marshall. Uh, what a great movie, obviously. And, um, but that tragedy of the pirates winning that day and Marshall flies home and they almost are home and they have the tragic plane crash killing everyone on board on that uh, infamous day, November 14th, 1970. And um, every November 14th is, uh, is very special, not in a good way, um, but it's kind of like a bond that we have between both programs. Uh, Another reason why, um, I feel like we should play them um, not every single year, but on a regular basis for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. could and, could could be a potential to play them in the Myrtle Beach ball this year.
2: That's true. That's true. Uh, one, uh, the two. We'll talk about that later on the show. That's a tease of uh, potential places. Um, Bubba has great pictures here. Uh, Bubba, that's uh, the crash site. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize. So it's that close to the the road. I didn't realize that. It so. is.
1: Uh, you know, if you're coming into Huntington, right outside of Huntington, I think it's Canova, uh, you're you know, really on the outskirts of Huntington. Uh, right before you get to the off for the tri-state airport, it's maybe mm-hmm. a mile, mile and a half prior to that. And the marker is, as soon as you exit, I think it's 64. The road that takes you from from Charleston to Huntington mm. and beyond. Um, that road, it was uh, literally probably on a half a mile off the road. I couldn't be that close to it yesterday on the way home from our Cincinnati trip and not stop. And uh, it was awesome to see it, no matter what. But then to see it the day before the uh, 52nd anniversary of the horrific crash was uh was gave you kind of an eerie feeling as well and well wow. a, a couple other pictures and folks have left a lot of pennies and you know, folks have spell we are marshall in a couple of places around the memorial with those pennies and um, there's a wider view of um, the memorial there Crazy stuff,
2: um, but obviously,
0: uh, uh, obviously, Bubba, uh, that'd be very meaningful for you to uh, see the memorial, um, and uh, did, and then you know have a moment of perspective, prayer, whatever you did while you were there. Um, obviously, you know fifty fifty two is fifty two years. He said, "Yeah, fifty two yep. years, fifty two yep. years ago." I mean that that you know I can remember hearing players tell their stories about. The meeting being called late at night and the coach, uh, who was the head coach then?
1: For, uh, for East Carolina, it was uh, Mike McGee. George McGee. For, yeah, Ma- yeah, Ma- and
0: McGee, McGee. McGee, I'm subquoting here, saying, gentlemen, tonight we've lost some of our own kind or something to that respect. And uh, I-, I can't imagine. I've always wondered, and we've talked to several ECU players that so were – on that team, but I can't imagine playing those guys, beating them, and and then having guilt probably to this day that you
1: won yeah. the football game. In fact, yeah. John Kataza said. said on our show that uh, Dave was about to mention is um, how the wrong team won that day. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he had yeah. tears in his eyes. I mean, you know, it's like you you win. You have no idea when you win that game what's going to happen afterwards. I mean, that's just I can't imagine you could tell in his voice, his voice, uh, said it all. Um, and, um, man, I can't imagine, you know, and then Red, that we had on the show, the assistant coach, he gave up his seat to go recruiting. I think it was in Virginia. And so he was going to drive up to Virginia, I believe off the top of my head. And so he gives, he feels guilty because he gave up a seat and, um, he could have been on that plane too. So, just a crazy uh, event uh, as it was on the screen there. And just a little bit for you, look, look, you guys and ladies listening. Uh, it was about the fact that talking about the worst sports tragedy in the history of our country, no doubt. Well, let's move on to good news as Mike Houston. It's his birthday. And I know that the best belated birthday present, guys, that we can give Mike Houston is a win on Saturday at two o'clock on ESPN plus, and that'll be against Houston. The Cougs come to town and uh good news. We heard Keaton Mitchell and CJ Johnson, both healthy, both playing on Saturday, uh, roll out the balls, man. We could, uh, we could score a lot of points on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Got to get refocused. Look, I'm, I'm still hearing way too much talk about Cincinnati. Um, got to get refocused. Uh, the potential is there to put up a lot of points. Uh, Houston does not play good defense have a very good offense. This is going to be a tall task for our defense. Um, very tall task. Uh, I think we could drop four, uh, 50 on uh, on Houston easily. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, if we played our potential on offense, uh, we could have Keaton Mitchell, TJ Johnson, Holt Naylor, Winstead, Ryan Jones could all have huge days. Uh, the key is going to be our defense is going to have to play. Um, right. Well... <clears throat> If our offense is clicking, they won't have to play their best game of the year, um, because I think we can outscore them. But if our if our defense plays lights out, it could be a lot of fun on Saturday because we will score on Houston.
2: Yeah, Yeah. not a matter of if it's when.
1: Yeah, and as far as Houston's concerned, uh, we'll be joined uh, by Ted Pardee, uh, the the longtime uh, color analyst on the Houston. Network. Uh, We'll get his perspective tomorrow evening on our pirate preview. And uh, going back and and looking into that game against Cincinnati, we won't spend as much time on it since it's Monday night. And like we were discussing earlier, uh, a lot of folks you know have moved on and understandably wanted to move on after such a hard fought, uh, heartbreaking loss on on Friday evening. But uh, we did want to go back and highlight a few things. the Pirates, in many respects, played a very good game, uh, took care of the football. Uh, it was just a, a couple of long pass plays, uh, both of which were short uh, short passes that resulted in, a 50, I think, a 55-yarder and a 75-yarder. Uh, I believe it was the, the first one, the 55-yarder. It was uh, Going back and looking at it, I believe there was an Ill- illegal block there very um, much so. On the, the kickoff return, the 100-yard kickoff return, there was a, a, a clear block in the back. Coach Houston referenced it tonight on his weekly radio show. Um, Jeff Charles asked him, he said, Coach, uh, what did you see when you went back and looked at the 100-yard kickoff return? And He, he just kind of chuckled. He said, "Well, he said, the first thing I saw was Kingston McKinstry just got Clobbered in between the shoulder blades, right between his, or right on his number, Uh, but it went uncalled, and so we still should have made the play. But I mean, that's hard to get over. I mean, just right there. I mean, you you were looking at him being tackled about the fifteen or sixteen yard line, and suddenly it's to the house.
2: Yeah, and we also had the uh, we also had the two point conversion. Clearly, a two point conversion not called. That would have been twenty seven apiece.
1: I don't know if it was clearly. Yeah, um, that was one that I could... Should have been reviewed, though. Yeah, at the very least, it should have been reviewed. That one wasn't as obvious. Yeah. That blocking he had back. his foot
2: in bounds. You only had to have one foot in bounds. Yeah, but I'm not sure this. he
0: possessed the ball. Um, yeah. I nonetheless, can that it, should either been, way.
2: it should have been reviewed.
0: Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't reviewed is criminal. Yeah, that's, um,
1: that's the joke, that it wasn't
0: reviewed. It's pathetic. And Houston shouldn't have to use a challenge. And had, had he used the challenge, we'd have been out of timeout. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway because, you know, the last possession eh, might have been better off without it. But it, it, it it's a shame that, you know, a call like that doesn't get reviewed. Um, a couple other things to point out. Obviously, early in the game, Keaton Mitchell steps out just barely. That would have been a touchdown. Um, obviously, it's been talked about at nauseam, but we'll mention it here. Since we're looking back at the game, the targeting, Colin Keaton, was blatant targeting. It was, they were clearly trying to take him out of the game. I don't know if that was a rogue play by that player or if coaches encouraged that. I don't know. Um, but it was a terrible play. Um, thankfully, it looks like he'll be ready to go Saturday. Um, CJ with that tackle at the end where he got dropped on Sid. Thankfully, he got, it was just a stinger. Um, and he'll be ready to go Saturday. But a uh, lot of, a lot of self a lot of self-inflicted wounds, and then a lot of um, piss poor calls by the officials in dirty plays by Cincinnati. But I don't know if you guys have any anything else to say about it. But me personally, I'm I'm ready to move on
1: to Houston. We yeah, had an, had an excellent start to the game. Obviously, the safety, then the 47 yard field goal. I can't tell you how many games
0: I've counted over the years for different teams. Get a safety and then end up losing the game.
1: <laughs> but uh, after after getting that five nothing lead there, um, and having that late in the first quarter, uh, and then you immediately have the kickoff return, and we just discussed what happened there, and then you had those those pass plays, and you're suddenly behind twenty one to five. But and then Bob, I
0: think I think momentum, I think that kickoff return the crowd got into it. And I oh, think yeah. we got rattled. I think it's the first time all year we've been rattled. Uh BY Youth Crowd didn't rattle us. And thankfully we we, we shook it off. But we, we yeah. did get rattled briefly in, in that and it cost us.
1: I'd agree. And and kind of, and you also referenced where I was going with it. Uh, we were able to shake it off. Uh, that huge seventy yard, seventy two yard touchdown to CJ Johnson um twenty one to twelve and then Cincinnati did tack on a field goal there to make it twenty four to twelve at the break. But then in the second half we came out, got a stop, and and um then we went right down the field.
0: I came out in the second half and we had the ball first. Sorry, we, we had we the had ball field. first and went yeah. right
1: down the field. Then we got a stop and then uh and then uh, a couple possessions later then we went right down the field and so we went we went touchdown punt touchdown our first three possessions of the second half and you really really felt good about things that uh, second touchdown was the one right after the penalty that you referenced the targeting um, against Keaton on the on the go route down the, the right sideline where you yeah. had, where you had the half field safety come over and uh, and uh, so then you had the it was great how great was it to see Jalen Johnson uh, after having largely been absent in recent weeks with his lower back injury you <laughs> saw uh, yeah you saw yeah for our <laughs> viewers there what Dave's referencing after Jalen caught that skinny post uh, for the the touchdown uh, <laughs> he found the he knew where the camera was and went immediately in front of the ESPN camera and did a little wave like Dave did there at the camera. But uh, that
2: was classic. I, I loved every second of that. I loved it. Well, I was I was expecting um, the way the officials were calling the game. I just I was waiting for unsportsmanlike. I was waiting for it. I was like, they're going to call it. They're going to call
1: it, and uh, thankfully they didn't. But then our final three possessions, we were. I think we we're only able to generate something like three first downs in our final three right. possessions. We put ourselves behind the chains pretty consistently. Obviously, Keaton was out of the game. Marlon uh, Marlon Gunn did a heck of a job. Uh, he had 11 carries for 48 yards. And I think it was we're we were up 25-24. The Cincinnati punter he got off a good punt, but I, I think Malik. Fleming should have caught the ball about the Mm. 15 or 16-yard line. Mm. Ended up rolling down to the two or three. That was, And then either the first or second down play, Marlon Gunn takes it 23 yards out to the 26. I mean, he was – that was coming right at where we were sitting going toward – away from the horseshoe end of the stadium. And he was probably less than a step from – from busting that, because I, I looked at my dad, I said that was close to being 97 to the house. <laughs> and obviously, I mean, who knows we, with Keaton? Because uh, Marlin runs very well too, Very, and, but very few people have the speed of a Keaton mm-hmm. Mitchell.
0: No, if Keaton would
1: have been in that ballgame, we'd have won it. And I, I, I do want to point
0: out one more thing, and I do want to get off this game, guys. And so, uh, y'all you know, yeah, keep talking about it if you want, but um, that punt Luke Larson had. Um, that basically gave Cincinnati a short field to get in the field goal range, thirty yards. Yeah, you can't do that, Luke. You, you got to be more consistent, man. And then, the, and then again, an, another play where Luke spun the ball, laces in to the kicker, and we missed field goal. So Luke has got to start being more consistent. He's thirty years old. Uh You yeah. know, he he he's been here a couple of years. Yeah. Um, you got, you just got to be consistent. Just we're not asking you to make big plays we're just asking you to make consistent plays it's, I'm not asking you to punt a 50yard punt or a 60yard punt every time or do something special just just get the damn ball with the laces in the right direction and pump the ball consistently
2: you know 40 yards a
0: punt 45 yards a punt we will take it
2: you'll take it sure and that that very fact of you know people uh, got on daffer 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 you know of course I was not happy that he was missing kicks but you see that it's now we have a, another kicker and we have the same problem. So um, that's why I'm frustrated that we haven't changed. Nobody's talking about we need to change the holder like yesterday. I think, I think
0: it's before. been looked at. It had to have been evidently. I can't imagine how in the world none of our quarterbacks held in high school. I mean, I you know, I, it seems like we'd have a backup quarterback that you could put in the hold. Um, I, I don't know. But um, – We'll see what happens this week.
2: Yeah, and the they, um, the good thing about the positives I will take out of that game, guys, is the fact that, um, and I know where Bubba's going. I'll let him do the numbers, but I will tell you guys that if you look at if you look at these games that we played so far, we're playing the toughest part of our schedule. We were praying for. I think we're now upset because we know that uh, that should have been a win. Um, but if you look I'm at the and uh, you look at that. But the good news is that where we were getting bears in the Montgomery area, now you have it where we're in every single game. And now we're upset because we're heartbroken. Because Yeah, and, and, and was- I
0: do like our fans' attitude about this one. I haven't seen
2: many people yeah. being
0: negative. Um, so what I hope is, uh, and I hope I'm able to be there Saturday, have boy cold activity. Cold sensitivity, this round of chemo, man, let me tell y'all something. I'll, off topic, good God Almighty, I walked out of that damn hospital today, and uh, you know it was only 57 degrees, and it felt like needles poking me all in my fingers and face. Wow. Uh, just brutal. Uh, but anyway, um, where was I going with that? Um to the, get people, people there to the stadium on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, please, please, uh, please come out Saturday if you can. I'd like to have at least 40,000 people in there. I think the seniors deserve that. We got a chance to have a 9-1 football team. Very realistic. Houston's very tough. They have the same record we do. They're 6-4. It's a big-time game. I am shocked it's on ESPN+. I'm going to tell you something. I think somebody at ESPN dropped the ball not putting this game on TV.
2: Because it is
0: going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun football game to watch from an objective standpoint if you didn't have a, a, a dog in the fight. Um, I think a uh, very dumb decision not to put this on T V, but um, whatever. Who cares at this point? Uh, maybe that'll help more people come out. So, um two o'clock kickoff, ESPN plus if You being Green will have your ass there. It's your last chance to tailgate. It's your last chance to watch Holt Naylors play in Greenville. You know, it's the last home game of the year. And uh you know, I be there if you can. Uh, there, there needs to be a damn good excuse for you not to be there.
1: And again, we'll have our preview uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that being Tuesday, and, but I uh, will very quickly mention uh, the Pirates are a six-point favorite, and the, the over/under is sixty-eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that that makes sense. Um, since, yeah. since you were talking about the uh, a lot of points being scored, was H- so that 50-18 then?
0: H- Houston, no, nah, I don't think it'll be that. That lopsided. Houston can score; they're, they're six and four for a reason. Um, they give up a lot of points to everybody. But they they score a lot of points on everybody. Um, I I I'd, I'd like to break fifty on them. You know, I have I have a score in my head. I'll save it for uh, Thursday. Uh, as long as I fill up to doing the show, if not, I'll text it to you guys and y'all can get my score. But uh, I uh, I, I think it'll be a if the boys come out focused. Um, I think it could be a fun game Saturday.
2: Yeah, and Bubba, can you give the stat about the last handful of games, uh, what we are talking about in the green room before the show? And
0: by the way, another Big 12 opponent and another team that we haven't beaten in many years.
1: There you go. Yeah, and, uh, and Dave, yes, I will uh, very quickly. I wanted to mention the, as far as Houston, the Cougs have only scored less than 30 points in one game, and that was that loss to Tulane, 27-24. Otherwise, uh, you know, they had 37 against UTSA, and that was uh, in overtime. Um, And um, they're in their current streak, during which they are four and one, with the only loss being that 77-63 loss. Sounds like a basketball game against SMU. Uh, Crazy man. But uh, 33 at Memphis, 38 against Navy, 42 against South Florida, 63 as I mentioned, against SMU, and then most recently uh, against Temple uh, last weekend at TDECU Stadium, 43, uh, in that 43-36 to 36 win over the ALF. And
0: I was watching the end of that game. Temple just ran out of time. They drove the ball all the way down to the 30, came up just short of a first down by a yard, and just ran out of time, or they were going to score up a touchdown and beat Houston. Um <laughs> Houston can score on anybody, but anybody can score on them. Um, uh, I don't think Houston played in any cold weather yet this year, guys. So, uh, that could be interesting Saturday.
1: And a little bit more about Temple's offensive output against Houston. Uh, The Owls had 533 yards of offense, just 47 on the ground, but 486 through the air. Yeah.
0: Is, is this, so, so you could
1: see, I could see Zay Winstead and CJ Johnson both have 150 yard days. Or. Wow.
0: Yeah. SMU kind of kind of wrote the book on how to just light up Houston. Um, and I would expect a lot of passing Saturday. Um, but I will say this with a lot of passing, I bet you Keaton has a couple of big runs.
2: Oh, yeah. I w- I, we were just talking, by the way. Hey,
0: by the way, uh, speaking of that, you, you guys notice, and he's got to catch these damn balls, but trying to utilize Keaton more in the passing game this past week, which if he can learn how to catch a damn football, that could be deadly. You know, Chris Johnson was great at that. Yep. And Keaton's speed, if he could get consistent catching the football, man, you talk about an even bigger weapon. Holy crap.
2: Yeah, and Bubba, tell Kyle how uh, about – uh, uh, Keaton and his record this year
1: uh, for the season. I got you. Yeah. I'll, as far as Keaton Mitchell, uh, Keaton Mitchell obviously had a 1,000 yard season a year ago, the first Pirate running back to do so since Ventavius Cooper back in 2013. And Keaton Mitchell was 25 yards away. Uh, so on Saturday, assuming he plays, which everything we're, every, Thing we're hearing is that he will indeed play, uh, and that everything that transpired on Friday evening was uh, precautionary. So,
0: and what do you guys stand on that? By the way, with with, go ahead, uh, what do you guys stand on that? You know, uh, I I don't know what the concussion protocol was, but if he checked out, if 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 they did the, you know, the the question answers, and he checked out. You know, I I don't know if our training staff – I know you're trying to protect the young man, but if if he goes through concussion protocol in the tent and and is cleared – and I don't know, I wasn't there. But I'm just saying if he was, where do you got to stand on that? Do you you err on the side of caution and keeping him out? Or do you say, hey, you checked out go back in the game?
1: That's a tough – that's a tough one. I I would – I'll simply say not enough information and – and obviously, Mike Houston's going to defer to the medical. Yeah, I don't room. even
0: think Mike would have that decision to make. I think well, exa- happens, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it's just
1: it's just the it's the ECU medical team with the trainers and team doctors that have that call. Obviously, so. <clears throat> yeah. the sad thing is, you know, when we have a
2: chance to play for a championship, but then if you leave him in, and he could be out for the whole season. So, and even more important, that dealing with his life. Um, you know, seems like
0: there's a way to make these helmets safer. I don't know, yeah, um, what what can be done there. Um, but anyway, I uh, uh, looking forward to uh to eight and four. You know, I, I you don't want to limp into a bowl. You don't want to be six and six and six. You know, you, you don't want to be going to Temple trying to get seven and five. You can get one number seven at home. You can send the senior class, which is very important, out with a win. And uh, Holt Naylor's, you know. Um be nice if Holton put up a career day on, on senior day.
2: I was going to talk about that, guys. It's hard to believe when I saw you go to ecpirates.com and they had a picture of Holton and senior day. He's been here so long. Um, and then again, to think about that his career is over uh, as far as that Doughty Fake went on Saturday, um, it's really, it's kind of sad because uh, we've gotten used to him having the steady hand of with a quarterback position, um, and I really, um, and it, it, it's sad, but I know at the same time, I know you're going to say, "Well, he's been here five years," but still, uh, the very fact of uh, we've had that, and it'll be interesting.
0: I think it would be sad if we lose. I think if we win, I think it's a very happy occasion.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking about the fact that that's the last time you'll ever play in Doughty Ficklin. You know. Yeah, not
0: but he's got he's got two more ball games after that. Holton needs to – Holton and this team needs to leave a legacy and uh, take a chance to win nine football games, something that hasn't been done here since 2013 when we won 10, yep. something that's only been done here three this times time in time a then? decade. Yep. So, I mean, it's – and as you've mentioned, Bubba, um, it would just be the second time this century – if we were to win out, that a team finishes with less than five wins, even those championship teams, less,
1: yeah, less than less than five losses, five uh, losses, yes. And obviously, folks knew what you, knew what you meant there. Uh, but in in two thousand, obviously, technically, you know, not part of this thing, century, uh, eight and four. But then in twenty thirteen. Was eight, but that was eight and four
0: with a ball. You know, we were seven and four and then finished. That was
1: back when we still played 11. But yeah, but from 2001 to present, that 2013 season when we went 10 and three, that's the only time we lost less than five games. So, I mean, there's a there's so much to play for for this team. Uh, and they put themselves in, yes, it's extremely disappointing that you can't win the conference. Uh, But there's, I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to have the chance to the fact that we're talking about it to go nine and four.
0: Yeah. What would infuriate me is if this team finishes six and six now. Um, this team, this team is a, this, this team is too damn good and they owe it to themselves to come out focused and to put the Cincinnati game behind them because they're too damn good to finish six and six or seven and five. This is right. a, this is at minimum an eight-win regular season football team, and you got it in front of you. And now go do it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Take, take this Houston game, flush it down the toilet where it belongs. Cincinnati game, rather, flush it down the toilet where it belongs. Yep. And come out and, uh, and 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 beat Houston, and then get ready to go play a much improved Temple team.
2: Um, so. Yeah, and I think actually it's good that the Temple team has been improved, uh, as have been improving.
0: Not me. I, I, well, they were as bad as they were last year would not matter how bad we played we
2: would won no i know that but i'm just saying that i my 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 biggest fear is that we play very well on saturday we win and then we go up there and and not play well and i think that there's going to be a lot of motivation if you're uh, 7 and 4 going to philly knowing that our uh, past there uh, was not always great or at least recent past as uh, my memory serves me
0: last so, time we uh, went there we won
2: yeah. I'm just saying overall, like we had the 2014 debacle and I don't know what, I don't even know what our record is overall in Philly, but, um, it doesn't feel too good.
0: Well, one win and that's under Mike Houston. All the rest of them are losses uh, going back. I'm talking about in the present American conference days, all the rest of them are losses, but, uh, you know, Houston did win this one trip to Philly and hopefully he'll go two and zero in Philly. And, uh, We'll find out in a couple of weeks. we got Houston first. And to me, this game, huge game, man. Two, six, and four football teams trying to position themselves for the best possible scenarios to be in come bowl season. And by the way, not for nothing, and we'll get into this more Thursday, um, I know Dave has had a bone to pick with Luke Fickle. I think Dana Holgerson's biggest piece of crap in college football.
1: Um, oh, he's he's another, made negative yeah, comments
0: about East Carolina over the years. Yeah. Um, there was a comment he made. Uh, back when he was at West Virginia, um, yeah. and when he was talking about, uh, at the time there was no supplements being available, you couldn't, you know, feed players, et cetera, except training table. And uh, he said schools like East Carolina and Marshall being at the same level as West Virginia is the reason we can't feed our players, um, yeah. which was a complete nonsensical comment and something I never forgot. And, um, a caller on Pirate Radio the other night said he had made the comment when Scotty was here, um, or at some point, that East Carolina was bringing down the conference with how bad our football program was. Um, and I, I didn't hear that comment. I don't know if either one of you are familiar with that comment, but um, I was uh, the person that called in on Radio and said it was, it's the lady that calls in all the time. Monica? Monica, correct.
2: No, I, I haven't heard that one. Of course, uh, I can't stand him. Scullet um, can't stand him. And, um, you know, I think he's extremely overrated. And um, I think for $4 million a year that uh, the kooks deserve better. That's just my opinion. Um, but when you make comments like that, that have no, I mean, I don't know of anybody that was like, in other words, it wasn't like East Carolina's trashing West Virginia. So he makes a quick remark about that. Um, that was just out of the blue and not speaking of yeah, nonsensical comment. I mean, that was just really stupid. Um, but anyway,
0: I can tell you this. Um, this wouldn't be the first time that some Cougars came to Greenville and got pounded by a bunch of uh, young men and bit off more than they could chew.
1: So, all right. On, on that note, I'll uh, <laughs> go, going to some other comments on YouTube and Facebook. Robert Dedrick chimed in with a couple things. And the first uh, was actually it isn't Shane Carden going to be at the game on Saturday? Yes. and um, the captain will be at the Houston game. And he also said, um, he brought this up when we were talking about Keith Mitchell being 25 yards away from back to back a thousand yard seasons and they Winstead, um, is 71 yards away. Uh, Yeah, and I I look for Zay. I look for Zay. 72 receptions for 929 yards.
0: Zay didn't have his best game against Cincinnati. I bet you he, I bet you he chose outsider.
2: Yeah, he's going to like, like another one you were just talking about, too. I'll tell you what, uh, Ryan, man, Ryan Jones is going to be number four, is going to light it up. I just have a feeling about Ryan Jones. I think he's going to, and And don't forget
0: about CJ. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yes. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But
2: and Richard, there's, but
0: there, there's potential there for a lot of points to be scored.
2: Yep, guys. Richard had a question earlier about if there'll be bull representatives at our game on Saturday. Richard, I would imagine so. Um, but is it uh, being our final home game? Yeah. I would think. I would think so, guys. I wanted to uh, with the remaining time we have left. Uh, I know we've gone a little long tonight, uh, longer than expected, but no, it's a uh,
0: good topic because uh, we don't need to break the Houston game down too much. You're gonna ask about bowl games.
2: Yeah, what do you what are you guys uh, what are you guys hearing? What do you think? And Kyle, obviously I would like for it to be you and I to be hanging out with Bubba and Myrtle Beach. Um, but Yeah,
0: I, I um personally because of my chemo schedule, um any bowls played the week after Christmas, I won't be able to go to. Um, I'd love for, selfishly, it to be Myrtle Beach. But with the right opponent, I have no interest in playing Coastal Carolina in a bowl game in Myrtle Beach. But if it's Marshall, um, they need to win one more. they got to get to seven because they play two FCS. App has to win out. I think they can do it. They have to win um, two games, don't they? Yeah, they have to win two. They have two left. I think they Old, can do Old it. Dominion at home and then at yeah.
1: Georgia Southern. Old Dominion That's should right. be an easy win. They're playing
0: horrible right now. Georgia Southern's a rivalry game. Who knows? Um, but if it's Marshall, Old Dominion, or Southern Miss, I, I could get down with any of those three in, um, in Myrtle Beach. I did see one projection. It, it, the American Conference USA and Sun Belt or the tiles in that bowl. And one projection had uh, Middle Tennessee. That wouldn't be too exciting, East Carolina, Middle Tennessee. But you know what? I'd take it and uh, go down there and enjoy it and beat the Blue Raiders, a quality team. They beat Miami earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a feeling if you, if, 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 if today you ask me to, to guess, like if you put a thousand dollars on the line and say, you know, Kyle, if you get it right, you know, you'll get the thousand dollars. I'd guess bucker That That's going to be my guess. Mm-hmm. I, my theory is, is DC is going to take the loser of the championship game this year, which will now be likely Cincinnati and UCL. Um, so that's my theory. Um. And I think if we get passed over by the military bowl, um, Birmingham is a possibility, but my guess is they take two lane. So uh, I think Boca Raton and uh, that I would like to play coastal Carolina. And I've seen that projected. Um, I think Coastal awesome. and Boca Raton are on a neutral site. Um, a top 25 coastal team that I think is overrated because they their schedules weak. Um, I think that could be fun. Um, <clears> and, the military bowl also, I think, is still a possibility. And um, I see a lot of people say Wake Forest for that one.
2: Yep, um, that's what Richard has up on the screen. Yeah, I,
0: I tell you who I'd like to play if we're going to play in that ball and it ain't Wake Forest. I'd like to play Syracuse. It, oh, man, yes. Syracuse is uh, uh, Syracuse is going in the wrong direction right
1: now. Um, I think it'd be a Syracuse good matchup sure for us. us. Syracuse okay. would, certainly, would certainly be uh, easier to beat than Wake Forest. And, but... But at the same time, I like that. I'd love to play Wake because oh, we owe yeah. oh, Wake big time. We um, They currently uh, are on a five game win streak against us, and we have not played since 2005. And, and uh, obviously, 02, play Duke. I think what about Duke? 02, 03, 04. Those were some of our worst teams. Um, and I know that's part of it, but. It was a perfect storm. Wake was, that was really, really improving and in, uh, turning yeah, into right. a solid program under Jim Grobe, and we were uh, bottoming out. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, I, I'm all about winning, and I think we could beat Wake, but I think Wake could beat us. I, 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 give me the easier win because it's going to mean just as much. Beating Syracuse um, would excite our fan base just as much. Oh, as yeah, of
1: course. I mean, um, in Syracuse, um, they. Uh, Early in those Holland years, according to what Terry said, and they they uh, dodged us a bit. I um
0: I, I don't know. You know, part of me wonders. I, I'm sure the the Fenway Park Bowl, which has not had a good matchup since the bowls existed, I'm sure they are chomping at the bit um, to get Syracuse up there, if possible. Um, if not, you know that that may be the last place ACC bowl. So, if they can't fill it, I would expect UConn to get that spot um uh, but um another bowl opportunity that hasn't been talked about the independence bowl um would be another one that could potentially be an opportunity and it looks like the Sun Belt is going to get that spot if Army doesn't fill it um I don't if they have enough teams if, if, after that, I don't know where that bowl goes um but so uh. Army's not going to be able to fill it, so uh, you could have Louisiana or Southern Miss as the opponent in the uh, in the Independence Bowl. Can you, can you Mind imagine? how that ball has fallen, by the way. It's Now the American versus Army or the Sun Belt. I mean, and I know in, in their contract there are some years that the Pac-12 has that ball still, but um, it's uh, interesting.
1: Now, Kyle, I had to step away for a moment. Did you mention the, the possibilities that we've seen, and we both agreed that yeah. it's – very unlikely as far as the first responder bowl.
0: No, but I know that's out there. That used to be the, uh, that, that
1: now that would have been an awesome, that would be an awesome matchup to have the opportunity to play the Oklahoma Sooners.
0: That used to be the Ticket City bowl. Um, and before that, the Dallas Football Classic. And, uh, yeah, the, um, I, I would, I, you know, I think just geographically speaking, that's going to be Houston or SMU. Um, if somehow Tulane gets passed over from Birmingham, I could see them in that also.
1: Um, and, so, that, and that is the one in the Cotton Bowl, Cotton Bowl Stadium, correct? Man, to play to play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl—that would be uh, that would right. be unbelievable.
0: And to be clear, Cotton Bowl Stadium is what he's referring to. Yes, um, sorry, sorry, Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yeah. Yes, um, so yeah, that would be awesome. I don't think it'll happen. It doesn't make any sense, but um, it, you know. If if I'm operating that ball, I'm taking Houston or SMU.
2: Yeah, and I, you're right about the uh, Boca Bowl. I think that's probably most likely the uh, bet because, obviously, we would like to have Myrtle Beach just close by. Um, somebody like App State, East Carolina, would sell out the tickets like you guys have talked about a lot in our group text. But uh, and then the Military Bowl, we we should have played there last year um, if they pick like, up.
0: You, you just don't know everybody's faults on that. You don't know. Yeah. The military bowl is like, yeah, we want East Carolina to make it right. Or, no, we want somebody else because half of their fan base already came up. You don't know how the team feels about it. The team might be, hell no, I don't want to go back there. We did all that last year. Or they may be like unfinished business. Let's go win the military bowl. So, I, I don't know. I'd love to know where everybody's opinion falls on that. Um, me personally, I don't want it because I want to go to the bowl. I, you know, I, the a ton Bowl, I could possibly go. Um, it's on, It's the right like week, 20, but it's, on, it's 30th, a long trip.
2: 21st? Say again? Was that like the 20th or 21st? It's before it's the 20th. 20th yeah.
0: um, the problem is Lenore County Public Schools, for some reason, does not close until the 21st. And Jessica missed a ton of days with my cancer treatments. So she doesn't want to take three days off. Whereas with the Myrtle Beach Bowl, she'd only have to take one day off. Um, so, so obviously I want the Myrtle Beach Bowl. <laughs> Um and I, again I think it could be a fun matchup if it's Apple. Hook, I, I personally, because of the way they embarrassed us at the beginning of last year, and I think our team would feel the same way, I think we would love an opportunity to go beat the crap out of App State this oh, year. Oh, absolutely.
2: And the, I mean the fan base both fan bases care about football. It's not like yeah. oh we you know
0: And I think and I think, you know, Marshall, despite we beat them last time, that's always a fun matchup. Yep. So either one of those would be good. And um, and like I said, I, I Southern Miss would be good to me. I don't know how many of our current players know anything about the Southern Miss rivalry with the exception of Holt Aylers. Um, but that would be fun also.
2: Yeah. The good news is that we're talking about a bowl and we've been talking about a bowl for a few weeks. We've been bowl eligible. Amen. And we have a chance to finish strong and win eight football games, still a nine if you had the bowl game. So, the fact that we could still go guys nine. You know, and the one that
0: hasn't been mentioned. I don't know why this bowl hasn't come up. We're all forgetting it. Um, the cure bowl in Orlando. That's oh, another yeah. opportunity. Um totally been forgotten about and hadn't been mentioned because we haven't been projected in it.
2: Is that January but, the is that January the second?
0: Did they move that game to January the second? It used to be like December nineteenth.
2: Uh, maybe they've uh, – maybe that's correct. No, there's it.
0: no way because they play three bowl games in that stadium. They play yeah. the Pure Bowl, the Camping World Bowl, and the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it still has to be early. But uh, that's also against the Sun Belt. Um, so, that could that could be another potential spot for a Coastal or a Marshall or an outstate in Orlando.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. uh so, December – it's Friday night, December – I mean, Friday afternoon, December 16th.
0: Wow, so. first bowl game of the year.
2: Yeah, so there you go. There you have it. out. yeah, that uh that would be fantastic. I would like to uh to see that bowl, but uh it would be
0: a fun here. trip for pirate fans. Um It's uh, not it that bad on, of a drive. Well, I mean Disney World, I've caught all that, lots to do. Um I uh again it, it would the opponent from the Sun Belt would need to be appealing though. Yeah, I believe it, that is still against guess the Sunbelt, correct? I'm I'm pretty
2: sure. I think so, yeah. That sounds right. And um, Dave
1: t- to your point, though, as far as finishing strong, you think back—I uh, guess about a month ago or so now—to when the Pirates were three and three, and oh, yeah. we were talking about how challenging the upcoming five games. You know, if we—and a lot of folks were saying, "Well, if we can just go, uh, if we can find a way to to go three and two, or uh, or I guess two and two in those four games going into Houston." that you would feel pretty good. And then, well, we went three and one, and we were literally a, a play from being 4-0. And, oh, and, you know, it could have gone the other way as well at BYU. But – and then also that Memphis game. So, you, you found a way to win two out of the three that came down in the wire with uh, UCF being the the lopsided one, uh, so to speak, 34-13, to 13, which uh, was very exciting. But <laughs> – an interesting stat during that run. The Pirates had not turned the football over since that two lane game. And so, and we've also four seven turnovers in those four games. So, plus seven. And uh, that, that obviously uh, paid, was one of the ma- many reasons that the Pirates were able to go three and one during that tough four game stretch.
0: Yeah. And hopefully we continue that, no turnovers. And uh, right. that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it really is. And I remember, you know, I remember after that 2 lane game, people were saying, can we get six and six? And uh, now <laughs> that's, that's the worst-case scenario. So uh, let's get let's get to eight and four and then go try to win a bowl game.
1: And, and Richard Osbrook reached out saying App State in jeopardy of being bowl eligible. Yes, correct. That's, that's correct. They're five and five. They were five and three. Then they've lost – back-to-back games at Coastal, Coastal Carolina and then, and then also at Marshall by a touchdown. So uh, now they're in a situation where they have to win against Old Dominion and then have to win that rivalry game down in Statesburg against Georgia Southern to get to 7-5. And, and the reason that's the case, Richard, is because they had a scheduling situation, uh, much like the Pirates did in Coach Houston's first year where we played two FCS games against – Gardner-Webb and William & Mary this year, the Apps had to play uh, two FCS games, uh, one against the Citadel and then one against Robert Morris because of um, – I believe that was due to Marshall coming into the Sun Belt and them not being able to schedule another game at the last minute because I believe the Apps and Marshall were supposed to meet, uh, much like East Carolina and Charlotte, as – as. Uh, a non conference. Yeah.
0: yeah uh, and, and by the way, also because of that, Marshall needs one more win. I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. You feel like they'll be able to get one more win uh, without knowing their last two opponents. Um, but they need one more win because so they got to win seven. And I will say this there is there is a, a caveat to that. Um, if there's not enough bowl eligible teams, if one of them schools are six and six with two FCS wins, they trump any five and seven team, so um, that's right. With, with James Madison not being able to go to a bowl this year, um, I don't. I don't. It's I haven't at, I, I agree. I haven't looked at the uh, the bowl scenarios. If there is a chance that you know we may need a a five and seven, or in this case, a six and six with two FCS wins to fill a bowl spot, but it's happened in the past.
1: Marshall's remaining schedule: they go to Statesboro this week. Uh, tough one th- they play at georgia southern on saturday night six o'clock and then uh their regular season finale is in huntington against georgia state okay and, and that's
0: also a tough one but that's when they got to win to get if you're playing at home senior day for your bowl lives i like i like marshall to get the seven wins
1: and and also um uh, on the, on the bowl front, you have Georgia Southern five and five and Clay Helton's uh, first season there. And uh, they obviously, as we just mentioned in a, in a roundabout way, have back-to-back home games to close out his first season against Marshall and App State, uh, needing to win one of those two to become bowl eligible. Yeah,
2: It's uh, – I, I tell you what, I'm so excited about – I don't know about you guys, but I, <laughs> I was yeah. uh, after the Cincinnati game. I was like thinking about how you know what bowl and you know, really down. I was like, man, why are why are you? I was like, why am I upset about like hurting our bowl chances? When the fact is, in the Scotty Mo days, we'd take any bowl. Um, so I'm happy. as a No,
0: the only thing we did was eliminate ourselves from playing in the actual Cotton Bowl. Yeah. That's the only thing we did. All the other bowl games are still on the table. There's nothing's changed. Um, in, ter- in terms of that, I, uh, everything else is still out there. Um, we need to handle our business and win these next two, though, to, yeah. uh, be as appealing, as appealing as we can. Um, if we finish six and six, that might be one way to guarantee the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I don't want to go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl that way, though. I want to win yeah. out.
2: For no, sure. And <laughs> we would make sure that also we can have a um, winning season. That's See, another good point. Yeah, so you definitely don't want to do that because we've been there where we've lost the game and the bowl game and not had a winning season. Um, so we definitely don't want to do that. But I definitely feel you. I think there's so much to do. With Myrtle Beach, easy drive. That that bowl would sell out. Guys, don't you think that bowl would sell out in a day, maybe hours?
0: Depends on the opponent. If it's App, yeah, Marshall, maybe anybody else, no. Yeah, with the
2: with the right opponent for sure.
0: Coastal, obviously, also yes.
2: Uh, but I, do not play so
0: I don't want to play Coastal there. And Coastal has stated they do not want to stay home for a bowl game.
2: And I don't blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. I mean, by the way, did you guys see, um, this is off topic, all the bowl thing, but there was, well, it's kind of a bowl. Did you see where there's, I didn't know this, so maybe you guys did. Uh, Actually, there is already a barbecue bowl between, uh, we have Campbell University and Gardner-Webb. Did you see that? There's okay, they
0: call that Eastern versus West, Western style barbecue. You, you're getting, you're, I, I guess, Campbell would be. Yeah, you consider that Eastern style. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, that's I right. the right
2: weekend. I was, I was surprised. I,
0: right. Who won that? Uh,
2: I don't know. I okay. saw the, <laughs> I saw the headline about that was called the barbecue bowl. I have to, I have to look. But I just thought that was really funny. Gardner Webb. Gardner
0: Webb. Web. Web. How are they doing this year, Bubba? They, I know they played a couple of FBS teams really close.
1: Gardner Webb, uh, after that 42 to 35 win at Campbell, uh, is now five and five. But, uh, as you mentioned, they, they have played three FBS teams in those 10 games. And Great. so they're, they're, they are, uh, five and two against non FBS competition. And who
0: is their head coach and what year
1: is he in? I'll have to look that up. Um, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, to your point as far as how they've played against FBS competition, they lost at Coastal 31-27. They lost at Marshall 28 to 7. And then they lost at Liberty 21-20. Yeah, they they uh
0: I'd like to look into their coach. if he's if he's new there, uh he's got he's gotta keep an eye on.
2: No doubt. And by the way, guys, uh for those people that don't know. Uh, I'm a scheduling nerd. We play them September the 23rd next year.
0: Oh um, Jesus Christ!
2: Yep. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> can we can we switch FCS opponents?
2: Yeah. So here's our schedule. By the way, uh, just so in case you guys are wondering, we have the the uh, one of the big house uh, when that's going to be a really tough one. Labor Day weekend on the second at Michigan. We have uh, the ninth Marshall at Appalachian State, and then we come back home. To Gardner Webb, that's our non-conference next year.
0: Okay, it's um not bad. Uh, Marshall and Greenbills is, is is a decent draw. Um, at App, getting to go to Boone, that'll be fun. Yep. Uh, obviously, the big house trip. Um, and then and apparently, Gardner Webb needs to be taken very seriously. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, they've they, they've definitely improved. And um, but hey,
1: uh, let's worry about
2: Houston and uh, let's no get to that point for it.
1: And yep. Kyle, um, the, yep. the head the head coach of Gardner Webb, third season. Trey Lamb, uh, he. Um, you guys remember remember the name Taylor Lamb? Uh, maybe at App State quarterback. Okay. So I believe he is on the staff now at the University of Virginia, but I believe it's 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 his brother, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, third year Gardner right, Webb. Well. I may be wrong on that, but I think, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. His and uh, Trey Lamb's father, had, Hal, was a very successful high school coach down in the state of Georgia, okay. and uh, and Trey Lamb had played at Tennessee Tech as a as a quarterback.
0: Well, he's doing a good job, Gardner Well. I don't know what his previous two years were, but he's doing a good job this year to place it. So. Hasn't had much success in football, so uh, yeah. good, uh, good for for the uh, Bulldogs of Gardner Webb down in Bowling Springs, North Carolina. A place I've never been to, never been near. Um, can't find it on the map, uh, but, uh, well, that's, that's a map, but West that's part of North Carolina. I've never visited the Bowling Springs area.
2: I haven't either. I need to do that sometime. I'm I'm happy because my team just won a Monday night football. So the Commanders won thirty two twenty one over. The Philadelphia Eagles, who are no longer
1: undefeated, so I'm very happy right now. And and here's
2: uh, I'm very very happy, very
1: happy. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but here's now here's a tidbit uh, from their coaching staff at Gardner Webb, their co-special teams coordinator and cornerbacks qu- coach, Jairo Wilson.
2: There you go. Hey, wait, wait a minute.
1: Uh, the and, 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 uh, I don't know. It may be, it may not be pronounced the same, but it's spelled the same, so I'm guessing it is.
2: Hey, um, by the way, going back to the huh. schedule next year, how are the special teams, bubba? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing. Like, I think uh, as far as that as far as that's concerned, I don't think uh, I really I really don't think we should be considering any changes there because. I don't think it's been a matter of.
2: Uh, I don't think it's coaching. Yeah, I mean, nah, I think it's personal. We, we talked. We
1: talked about what happened on the kickoff. I, I think. I think that because uh, you look at it, as soon as an, another kicker was available, then they, they made the change, and Andrew Conrad made a forty-seven yarder. The the one he missed was a long field goal, and he kicked the laces. I mean, you got to. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I don't
2: think I don't think it's a kicker. No, not at all. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say. Robert even mentioned, by the way, going back to schedule next year, uh, we've got to play. The, this is going to be Cal's game we, a Road trip we can go to. Did Cal? Did you know we play UTSA on the road next year? I road? did.
0: Yeah, 10, 10, yeah I, I will not be making that trip. Okay, and, and neither will you. Um, uh, I. Uh, huh. You never know. You want to go with me? No, them? you say all the time you're going places and you never do. Um, the uh, no, I don't. I don't that's, screw that. That's way too long. I, just, I watched it on TV. We it's retarded that we're in the same conference with UTSA, and they got a good football program. Don't get me wrong. I, I have respect for UTSA, but just don't even get me started. I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> all
2: right. Anyway. It's going to be a tough schedule next year, but the good news is that uh, you win those games, a lot of those games, and we'll be in really good shape. And you've got to think, I'll say this too, one more thing about 2023. you got to think we're going to be favored to win the conference. We're right up there uh, for sure. I, I
0: don't know about that. Brand new quarterback, um, potentially keep Mitchell even I, I don't know if we'll be favored. I, I don't know who we'll be. Uh, we'll be in the upper echelon, but you're going to have UTSA. You're going to have Tulane. Um, you know, Memphis, yep. uh, so uh, SMU will be good next year. So I don't know if we'll be favored, but we'll be, we'll be at the top of the conference for sure.
2: No doubt. And, um, certainly it'll be our luck. We win the conference and then everybody says watered down this way. We want it. But, uh, Hey, I don't care. As long as we win a championship, that's all that matters right now, though. Let's focus on Houston. Bubba. I know tomorrow night we have, uh, the pirates preview and Ted Pardee. He's a great guy and um, longtime analyst there for Houston for the Cougs. We'll have that uh, show for you tomorrow night, right?
1: Yeah. Clayton Toon, the veteran quarterback for Houston, thrown for over 3,000 yards already and uh, two tremendous signal callers. And with he and Holton Ayers uh, doing battle this weekend at Dowdy Ficklin. Uh, so we'll get his thoughts on that matchup uh, and. And he he actually, when I was setting it up tonight, he he said, that hey, uh, you know, the Cougs are a little bit shaky right now, especially on the defensive side. So uh, it should be, it'll be intriguing nonetheless. I mean,
2: 77 points. I mean, I just, uh, how many was it? Did you say Bubba was six possessions in the third quarter for SMU? Was that right? I have no idea. Uh it was something crazy in the third quarter like Yeah, that. but
0: they can score too. They're they're struggling on defense, but they can score. That's
1: very possible though.
2: Well, they can score. Just keep
0: that in mind. You don't want to come out you you, you don't want to come out cold against them and dig a hole. Um no, I don't that. Yeah, we better we need to come out hot and uh and stay
2: hot. And we'll talk yeah, more about bit, that thing. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. The hell is that?
1: Mark Lindsay wanted to chime he's in. Good. Oh, okay. Uh, on, I'm uh, <laughs> I might have taken the <laughs> soundboard
0: away
2: from Bubba.
1: Yeah, he's Sorry, getting- that's what happens at
2: 11.20 at night. Yeah, time to wrap well, it up. No doubt. All right, uh, we'll have that again. Uh want to thank our great sponsors. By the way, our great show, The Pirate Football Playback, is presented by L&K Custom Homes. Call Kevin Walker now three, three, six, six, eight, 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 four. Don't call him
0: now. Don't call him now.
2: But don't call him. Well, it depends on when you're, they're watching the show. Kyle, yeah. um, if it's live Perfect. Yeah, don't call Perfect. him. But if it's archived you're watching Call him during normal business hours. Yes, do that uh, for sure. Appreciate him. Want to thank our good friends at Porky's Backyard Barbecue. My good friend, Mark Holiday. Um, he's a little bit under the weather. He's got procedure tomorrow. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him. Uh, thoughts and prayers uh, for him tomorrow. I want to say hello to him and his wife Betsy. I'll see them. Um, then we have on uh, the other one is I want to mention pgxgloves.com, dot com, right, Kyle?
0: Yeah, pgxgloves.com. dot com. Go order yourself. It's holiday season. Maybe you want to get your kids some custom gloves for Christmas if they play football or baseball or softball or uh, tetherball or any other kind of ball. Uh, or maybe you want to get yourself maybe you want to get yourself some custom made golf gloves. Those would look super cool on the golf course. You could show them off. You could do the little thing where you put your hands together like all players do now after you make a hole-in-one, show your friends like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, go to PGSclub.com, put in promo code ECU, save yourself like 25% of checkout. I like
1: it a lot. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry Melissa. Yeah, L- Lloyd Christmas, you know, he, he made sure he had those extra gloves in uh in Aspen. Yeah. Yes,
2: for Dumb and Dumber. That is is that your favorite movie, Bubba? It's it's one of many. I mean, I like that movie. I'm not no, like
1: it, it wouldn't be my favorite, but it's, wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be in my top 10. Yeah, I like it, but
2: uh I I was in I was at ECU when that movie came out, so uh a classic and also a great rental at Blockbuster, but I digress. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much, Kyle, brother. We appreciate you so much. And uh, we're thinking about you. We're all on team Kyle and um, hang in there because uh, things are going to go your way. I promise. And uh, whatever we have to do, we're going to uh, push you, pull you to the finish line and get over this stuff. And I know you've been uh, working hard on on that. So we're thinking about you, my man. And um, I, I can't yeah, I hope to see you on. I uh, hope to see you on Saturday for sure. By the uh, way, look, uh, look, let me tell you something. Well,
0: hey, I, I might be wearing a damn ski mask in fifty degree weather, and the first person that comments on it gets slapped.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! We're doing like that. But uh, two o'clock on ESPN Plus. We want to get people uh, right behind me. Like the stadium is. That was a state game. If you see that background, and uh, we want to get to as many people as we can. They had uh, About a week ago, they had sold about 40,000 seats, so we're hoping that that number has uh, creeped up um, to, what, 43,000, 45,000 would be nice. I, but, I, yeah, I just want 40,000.
0: we actually have 40,000 butts in seats, I'll be satisfied.
2: That would be fantastic, but uh, call 1-800-DAL-ECU or ecupirates.com. The Three Amigos is, oh my gosh, that is a great movie. I love that um that was really funny um chevy chase steve martin and martin short i've been um, into westerns here lately modern western I saw that. that's a good yeah by the way i was going to tell okay. you you're you're not old uh, i think that there's a i think it's that speaking of underrated under i think the westerns is one of the most underrated uh,
0: I'll, I'll give you a good one that came out in 2014 that i watched the other day forsaken with um oh god what's his name um Oh, help me out. Uh, he played in Young Guns. He played Doc in Young Guns. Uh, Sam Elliott? No, Sam Elliott was not in Young Guns. You um, just lost your movie card. Um, no. I was... Oh, Jesus. Um, I Young, Guns, Young Guns, Young Guns 2. He played Doc. Uh, why can I not think of his name? Anyway, he's in the damn movie. Uh, he <laughs> plays the main character. And, Donald uh,
2: Sutherland?
0: Donald uh, Keith or Sullivan.
2: Kiefer Sutherland,
0: that's right. Yeah, Donald Sutherland's his dad, who is also in this movie. Okay. For a second. Yeah. And um, he uh, he is uh, right a great, was- G- great Western. Um, came out in 2014, watched it the other day. You got Amazon Prime it's on there. So uh, there's, there's some viewing
1: suggestion for you. When I think of Kiefer Sutherland, I think of the cowboy way with Woody Harrelson.
0: Yeah, that's another. Yeah, He's played in a lot of, you know, that's not really a Western, but He's played in a lot of uh, cowboy-type movies. He's good in those roles. Um, I'm Young Guns franchise one and two are two of my favorite movies of all time, so immediately think of Keith Sullivan in those movies.
2: All right. Um, we could talk movies all night, but I know we're going to uh, go to bed here around 1130 on the East Coast, so we'll get out of here. Thank you, Kyle, brother. Appreciate you, Bubba. Thank you so much. Thanks to everybody watching and listening. Uh, you've been watching and listening, and uh, that will be the... Uh, Pirate football playback presented by LK Custom Homes. And it's right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go, Pirates.
0: You've been watching the Pirate football playback on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Follow us on social media at The Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at The Sports Objective on Instagram. Please like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel as always we appreciate you listening to the show go pirates